All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. If you have a milkshake, and I have a milkshake, and I have a straw, there it is. That's a straw, you see. Watch it. And my straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up! Try B8654 Moscow. Yes, sir. You would never have found him through his office, Mr. President. Our Premier is a man of the people, but he is also a man, if you follow my meaning. <laughs> what did you say? I said Premier Kissov is a degenerate atheist. Mr. Mr. President, I formally request that you have his ignorant proof. I'm sorry, Mr. President. I think they're trying the number. You can't fight in here. This is the war room. Harry, what is it? The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Huh? Hard now. I ain't say that. Well, then what? Hey, 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 I ain't trying to hem you up, man. It's just, I ain't seen you in a minute, and it's not what I expected. Well, what did you expect? Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I hope you love the intro. It's just something I thought I'd invent, throw together. I want to give a shout out to Jason Almy and Christina Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked. Now that is an intro. And I want to give a happy birthday to their little girl who celebrated over the weekend. It's amazing. And one day she will be podcasting. Yes. I realized today, this is my first love, is podcasting, performing for you all. Not just stating the facts, but recording. I recently applied somewhere for a radio position on air. I'm probably not going to get it, but wouldn't it be great if they actually took a chance? And that's what life is, taking a chance. Introducing classic rock. Now I could do that, and I hope they're listening. Because I love classic rock. I love all forms of music. Classic rock, if I was able to spin Led Zeppelin, The Doors, and even classic rock of the 90s from Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, and my personal favorite, Soundgarden. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you take home. It matters what you do and, and that you put your fire and your ferocity and your love into it and your desire. And that's what I do with this podcast. I don't make money off of this podcast. I used to, a little bit. Some coins. But I just couldn't wait to do it every night. What I do during the day pays the bills. Do I love it? Want to be honest? It has its, it has its moments. 
then I can't wait to come home and do this for you all. And I'm being very honest because sometimes you have to in this life. I think so many of us want to run from the honesty and rather than face it head on. And so I faced it head on today and it felt very good. Felt freeing to just let it go. And yes, I jokingly say, well, when you turn this age, this happens. Yes and no, because I'm starting to realize it's just a matter of pulling the switch, shall we say. I did the intro inspired by the Almies, who are just amazing. I love that intro. That's such a great intro. So I thought, this is a film podcast. I can't play any music. So you have everything from Dr. Strangelove, The Maltese Falcon, Sunset Boulevard, Moonlight. I could have put The Seventh Seal in there, but that's in Swedish. And you don't, you really can't have subtitles in a podcast. I wish you could. I wish I could speak Swedish for you, but I can't. That's how much a film such as The Seventh Seal touches me, is that I actually want to really learn what they're saying beyond the text. Feeling the emotions, the the moments. Last night, speaking of feeling the moments, we dived into Mr. Dustin Hoffman and Marky Post. Oh, and also in there is I Drink Your Milkshake from There Will Be Blood. Probably for me. One of the greatest performances of Daniel Day-Lewis right there with my left foot and him playing Abraham Lincoln. That's the thing. It's like potato chips. You can't just choose one. Daniel Day-Lewis is really... I don't even think he's working anymore. But that's always funny. He says he's not. What a brilliant performer. Brilliant. That's why I love film. Is that I can talk about my love for it with you as well as music. I recently purchased some tickets to go see someone whom I really love. And I thought, he just turned 85 years old. And I got to jump on those moments. His age really isn't a factor, but just okay. This is, this is a moment. I'm going to go see Buddy Guy in concert. I am ecstatic. I've seen a lot of people in concert, but Buddy Guy... And that's where it all began. All this beautiful rock and R&B and pop and classic rock. It all comes from the blues. The Rolling Stones knew that. Stevie Ray Vaughan knew that. That's why he used to play a lot of Buddy Guy songs. And he'd always say, this isn't, I'm playing it my way, but I didn't write this. Buddy Guy wrote this. It was a beauty of Buddy Guy. I watched a really beautiful documentary last night from American Masters PBS. Always support your PBS station. Always. Really great programming. Not just educational, but it transcends the generations. The documentary is called The Blues Chase the Blues Away. Buddy Guy beautiful portrait and heartbreaking about Buddy 
Buddy Guy's upbringing in Louisiana. I brought him all the way to the blue-soaked clubs in Chicago. Because that's where the blues took shape and form. The modern blues. The early blues is all over the Mississippi Delta. You know, all these British musicians like the Stones, Eric Clapton, the Who, the Animals, all took the blues and tried to make it their way. But the only way you could do that is to get to know the blues, such as Howlin' Wolf and Buddy Guy and Mr. Uh, John Lee Hooker. But let's not forget the man who inspired Buddy Guy. And that's Muddy Waters. The Rolling Stones took their name from Muddy Waters, as well as Bob Dylan's Like Rolling Stone. Or actually, no, that was Rolling Stone magazine. I, I digress. So that's what I love talking to you about. Relaxing. This is my zen moment. I remember when I first started this podcast, and I talk about that often. And it's about to hit four years next year, but who's counting? Because I just love doing this. And I love talking to all of you about music and about film. And what it means to me. And that's why I thought let's let's make let's give that intro some love. Think of those foam clips that I picked, which are so memorable and iconic. Stuff dreams are made of. Humphrey Bogart, probably one of the best. I drink your milkshake, Daniel Day Lewis. Don't fight in here. This is the war room. Doctor Strange Love. Moonlight, where he says, who is you, Chiron? He says, I'm me. That's such a beautiful, beautiful statement for someone who was who went through so much in that film, Moonlight. I remember people were questioning whether it should have won Best Picture at the Oscars. Oh, it, it, it left me speechless. It won. It's not an easy film to watch because he's bullied. But he makes something of himself. But society also puts this cloak over him. Who is he supposed to be? Proving himself within society. It was such a beautiful film. Not just cinematically, but emotionally. And those performances are so memorable and so heartbreaking and so powerful. That's why I do this podcast, the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. To show you what these films do for me. Not just to inspire you to watch, but to feel them. Learn something new, like from Captain Fantastic, Vigo Morrison. That film came out the same year as Moonlight. Both of those films are memorable, and they're not easy films to watch. And sometimes those are the best films. Those are the best to to watch. <laughs> those are the best films to watch. I love those films. I think 
whenever I recommend something to people, and I've tried to recommend Rick and Morty, and, and it's not for everybody. My nephew has told me that he watched it with his dad. I don't get it. And I said, one day you will. One day you will. But I love to say, yeah, they got cartoons for grown-ups. In actuality, The Simpsons is for grown-ups, but I think we've all watched it as kids. A legendary, legendary cartoon. Family Guy, too. Yeah. So this is a celebration where I talk about film. I can't stress that enough. And I don't want to stress it because you don't need to be stressed when you listen to the show. It's about the Zen moments. Right now I'm looking at a DVD of Black Sails. We'll talk about that more in depth. That was such a great program. To be able to go back in time where Toby Stevens who happens to be the son of Maggie Smith and Robert Stevens, who were in the prime of Miss Jean Brody together, breathes life into Captain Flint. Finally, a backstory to Captain Flint. If you love Treasure Island, and I did growing up. So that's why I started off tonight's show with those clips. I thought, let's start off with a film that is 80 years old this year. The Maltese Falcon. Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart was not a leading man yet. He was on his way. That was the beauty back then, is you could work your way up. A lot of people have talked about that, about Bogart. He really paid his dues. He gives a memorable performance as a really hot-headed guy in the petrified forest. Angels with dirty faces. High Sierra. Dark victory with Betty Davis. And the Maltese Falcon really, it ups his game. And it just so happens we talked about John Houston last week. And it was all due in part to the beautiful direction of John Houston. And that's his first film. We don't remember moments. Or we don't forget. Excuse me. I'm, I'm kind of overcome with emotion thinking about the Maltese Falcon. It's such a great cast. You've got Mary Astor. You've got... Let's look, because it's been a while since I watched it. Okay. Elisha Cook Jr. Peter Laurie, hello. Mary Astor and Mr. Humphrey Bogart. That bird. That is a legendary bird. There's moments in this film that'll knock you over with a feather. That's why I do this podcast, is to pay not just homage, but to revisit and to live in those moments, these films that we all love. And someone as cool as Humphrey Bogart, who only comes around once in a hundred years. That People could try to be Humphrey Bogart, but they don't have that 
essence. They may be influenced by it. The rugged sexuality. Because people didn't consider him a leading man. A, you know, a good-looking leading man. And the same could be said about Dustin Hoffman. But they both become icons. Despite that. And I love what Whoopi Goldberg said that once, you know. Like about Betty Davis. She was not a beauty. Because in those days, it was about your ability. Or as she said in uh, a parody of Sunset Boulevard, Carol Burnett... Back then, we didn't need jokes. We had faces. They had faces. The Maltese Falcon, Doctor Strange Love, Moonlight, There Will Be Blood. Legendary films. Very legendary. Doesn't get any better than that. Um, and I think I'm going to remix it a little bit. We're going to add a little. I love the color purple. Those performances. Oh, of course, I'd be remiss if it, you know. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close up. Gloria Swanson. <laughs> Robin Williams parodied her in Mrs. Doubtfire. Remember when. that technical difficulty my alarm went off but we rise to the occasion here at the dr zeus film podcast i'm gonna quote sharon stone not from basic instinct she was part of the afi's 100 years 100 stars and she says something very profound about clark gable and i would apply that to film in general how he made love to film each performance you know, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. To the, the walls of Jericho. And uh, it happened one night with uh, uh, Claudette Colbert. Yeah, we're going to talk about those films. We're going to talk about them as the month goes into September, October, November, December. But who's counting? Thank you for joining me on this journey as we continue. The Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, Unpleasant Dreams. <laughs>